Hello and welcome to a new episode of Museums Up, a series of podcasts from the Reinherit Project, a smart tool that provides you with current issues related to cultural heritage management, digital innovation, and sustainability in museums. The Reinherit Project is funded from the European Union's Horizon 2020 Research and Innovation Programme under Grant Agreement No. 101-004-545. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. This is Jaime Lopez from Arte Sostenible, and you are listening to a new episode of Museum Sat, a series of podcasts from the Reinherit Project. Emotional Museums is the title of today's episode. And to talk about this topic, I have invited Elisa Brutini, professor at the Siena University and scientific director of the Museo Senesi Foundation. Elisa's research interests include collecting and artistic literature of the 18th century in Siena, as well as broader topics like cultural landscape, cultural hate enhancement, and digitalization. She is also one of the contributors to the report Emotions and Learning in Museums by the NEMO Working Group, the Learning Museum, LIM, that explains the role of emotions in designing museums. Hello, Elisa, and welcome to Mission Sat. Hello to all of you, and thank you for your invitation. Could you explain how museums can evoke emotions in visitors and why this is important in the cultural hated sector? Uh, so, once upon a time, uh, a museum war was a place for wandering, uh, and uh, it was one of the reasons uh, why museums were founded. Uh, Nowadays, our society is overwhelmed, dazed by wow effects. Uh, and so for a simple masterpiece uh, is not sufficient um, till uh, uh, it doesn't become a, a, just an Instagram post. Um, we should touch something different. Uh, some different buttons uh, uh, in our visitors uh, in order to, to create a, a relationship uh, or to deepen a, a previous relationship. And of course, uh, uh, to stimulate a, a change, um, it would be a new knowledge, uh, a reflection uh, on uh, ourselves and our place in the world, as uh, the NEMO definition of museum uh, says. Uh, it could be also, of course, uh, a, a topic concerning uh, uh, our everyday life and chronicles from politics uh, to the environment. But uh, uh, even uh, speaking about uh, informal learning, uh, if we are not able uh, to activate such uh, relationship and reflections, uh, uh, our museum couldn't continue to be uh, sustainable and relevant. Uh, of course, uh, we could make a difference between small museums uh, and uh, the <laughs> largest ones. Uh, if you think about Uffizi, they do not need uh, to create such a relationship because uh, they are a must-have <laughs> in our experiences. But uh, different emotions applied to small museum visit and in order to create 
experiences as well um, could activate also uh, different links between people. And if I think about the participatory museums uh, theorized by um, scholars like Nina Simon, the museum uh, should also be inspiring, uh, motivating, uh, and uh, uh, make people to share such experiences uh, and thoughts. Uh, so that would be our perspective, I think. Right. And in relation to the idea of museums being a reassuring friend, um, how do museums achieve this sense of familiarity while also evolving to meet the changing needs and expectations of visitors? So, a museum is a place of wandering, or was a place of wandering, but also uh, somewhere where we feel at home, uh, like uh, meeting back a friend uh, uh, you were not seeing from a long time. Um, there are different um, tricks for that, I think. Um, according to my experience uh, in our museum network, uh, uh, which is based in the province of Siena, in Tuscany, um, we are collecting uh, 45 museums uh, uh, covering uh, the different typologies of collections, so from art to archaeology, from science to memory. And uh, um, also during the pandemic, uh, we experimented uh, some uh, uh, path uh, in order to uh, make museum reassuring friends. Uh, a, a nice uh, um, idea was the one by uh, Oran Pamuk, uh, the famous writer who compared uh, museums to uh, homes. Uh, and uh, uh, was in charge by ICOM, uh, the maximum authority uh, in uh, museums, uh, um, about uh, a museum similar to um, a place where uh, you feel uh, um, um, in a very welcome atmosphere. So uh, objects uh, in our house uh, could be compared to the collection on museum walls. Um, it was uh, for our foundation a, a kind of call during the pandemic, uh, asking people uh, using social uh, to send uh, us a, a pic of uh, their domestic objects. Uh, we feel uh, um, so affected by, like uh, a museum collector, some way. Um, often, uh, I think we should work on the concept of storytelling. Uh, our payoff uh, is, for example, uh, one territory, many stories, because uh, uh, we are sure that this collection with museums surrounded by wonderful landscape, by uh, lovely villages, uh, is made up by uh, different stories of objects, but also of men and women. Uh, and that means also uh, to use different languages, different media, and different channels to communicate. So, um, thinking about a strategy of audience development and engagement, something uh, very stressing some way, because you have to plan it. Uh, and uh, through a long-term period. Uh, recently, for example, we have tried to um, speak with uh, youngest, uh, younger generations by a, a rap. Uh, made by a freestyler songer uh, to sing it together with the students. Um, and for 
my experience, for example, it was difficult to enter in that language and in that music because it wasn't uh, uh, my usual one. But it has been uh, easier for young people. Um, we have also tried to touch the heart of adults uh, by another call, uh, asking uh, visitors, but also resident uh, people, to send love letters uh, to the artworks preserved in our museums and artworks uh, have answered to them. Uh, now we are going to publish this strange correspondence because uh, it has been then interesting to see how people need to create an empathetic uh, relationship with these artworks and to express themselves uh, speaking about uh, their love uh, situation, uh, uh, their regrets, uh, their family. Uh, and so we can say that museum could be would be emotional places and uh, trigger of experience. So there are also some exhibition design tricks, uh, mm -hmm. interaction, uh, multisensorial uh, activities, but uh, it's something external. Probably we should try to work more in the interior of uh, personal experience. Yes, why not? That's really interesting. And, and I have another question for you uh, with regard to the role of museums in engaging with resident communities versus tourists. How do museums strike a balance between catering to these different audiences while preserving the magic that triggers emotional reactions? That is a difficult question, especially um, in our region, Tuscany, uh, which has a, a, a very important brand. Uh, if you say Tuscany, you imagine uh, the typical cypresses uh, in a lovely landscape, uh, and probably people coming here uh, can feel a, a magic uh, uh, everywhere, often, uh, even outside from museums. So um, the medieval villages, uh, it is the wine, <laughs> uh, and uh, we should uh, make also them to feel something different uh, while looking uh, at the collection. Um, sometimes these uh, 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 stimulus are too, too much, probably, from uh, the outside uh, of the collection themselves. On the other side, on the other hand, um, Resident uh, community uh, are sometimes disturbed by such a, a crowd of tourists uh, and uh, they uh, feel a gap uh, between them and their own places like museums and restaurants and so on. So uh, they are uh, pressed to escape somewhere else. Uh, I have to say our small museums often uh, um, are real mirrors uh, where communities can reflect themselves uh, from different generations and uh, uh, arousing a sense of responsibility and not only of identity. Uh, probably um, we could uh, work on um, uh, a, a coexistence uh, between uh, uh, the two lines uh, in order also to create different relationships. Uh, I mean, tourists 
uh, perceive uh, locals uh, like something uh, folkloristic some way, <laughs> uh, but they are much more real and sometimes much more woof <laughs> than uh, in, in such collective uh, uh, imagination and they are the real expression and makers of this collection. Uh, we should try probably to uh, make resident communities uh, the real witnesses of their heritage uh, and uh, uh, help the objects to, to speak. Uh, so again, uh, one territory, many stories, uh, um, trying to uh, keep off uh, the stories from the memories uh, and the emotions of the people even connected to such objects. Uh, that could be one of the different ways. Let's try. <laughs> Yes, you're right. We will take into account your recommendations. Even for here, we have similar problems with too many tourists in Barcelona. And, you know, local people sometimes are <laughs> tired of, you know, so many crowds coming everywhere, every monument, every museum. So, yeah, we will take into account. Thank you very much for your contribution, Alisa. Thank you. And be pleased to be with you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, my pleasure. We hope this episode has provided you with interesting tips about emotions and museums. Thanks for listening to Museum Sub, a podcast for the Ringheaded Project, and stay tuned for the next episode. We inherit, redefining the future of cultural heritage. For more information about the Reinherit Project, go to reinherit.eu and check our social channels. Reinherit, make it your own.